Hello, everybody, and welcome to another fine edition of Tape Heads, 80s Music and Beyond. I am Todd in Portland. And I am Blaine in the Southland. And today we are bringing you another special... Um, we have we did a, a initial special. We're, we're act, basically we're doing some specials on heavy metal music <laughs> and what happened with heavy metal in the eighties. In our first episode, we talked about um, "Come On, Feel the Noise" and how it was the first top ten heavy metal song of all time, and it kind of shot the whole heavy metal thing out into the open. So, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that, go back. Do you know what what episode number is it, Todd? I don't remember. Yeah, I, I don't even know why I asked you then. Jeez, we have eight. I mean, that's a lot. I don't know which one. Five, six. It's one of the. It's one of the recent ones. Um, yeah. So that one is a. That, yeah, that one's about the sort of rise. The sort of nobody saw that coming. The unlikely. The unlikely rise of heavy metal. And then we did an episode about guitar gods. Super fun. And just basically, we we're talking about how. Um, all these these guys came up and they became the guitar gods during heavy metal times. And so we're going to do this episode today, which is about power ballads and how that that came to be. And then we're also going to do an episode on from 86 to basically 91, where it all fell apart. We're going to talk about some crappy. <laughs> I'm so excited about this. Um, heavy metal songs and just what happened to heavy metal and where did it go and why did it become <laughs> this non-popular thing anyway so today we're going to talk about power ballads I came home from school on Tuesday to find my mother gone and no movie today by the way this is all just special heavy metal power ballads <laughs> why she left I'll never know it seemed like the god alone one of these days I'd like to know just where it all went wrong. So, um, power ballads is, is kind of interesting because there were love songs in the past, you know, like, uh, <laughs> like, uh, what, what's that guy's name? The, the singer from the Commodores. Lionel Richie. Lionel Richie, he had some love songs. Oh, he had a ton, yeah. And and and, and they were popular, but uh, heavy metal decided, hey, we can do this too. We can have our own love songs, except we can use acoustic guitars, we can use power chords, we can use big drums, and we can be singing about our ladies. And we can make it over the top in only an 80s way in a time for the future. <laughs> Give it some power and some the majesty of rock and roll. <laughs> so we went to high school in the 80s and um our dances they usually had themes for the dances just yeah, like the undersea right. uh, the undersea dance or whatever <laughs> in back to the future yep well at our high school and i don't know if other schools did this they kind of sure did, did and they would like a theme would be a song welcome to the jungle you know <laughs> 87 welcome to the jungle maybe it was 88 uh, dance, you know, but they would have like, like in our school, the big, big dances were homecoming and prom. Yes. And they would name these after songs. And I don't specifically remember 
uh, if any of them were named after these songs, but I guarantee they were. My, I just my, my senior prom was, uh, Is This Love? Okay, there you go. By <laughs> so, White Snake? Yes. <laughs> yep. Crazy. But not so, uncommon, as you say. So um, these, but these were songs that you could listen to, you know, when you're holding your girl on a summer night, um, kissing her, holding her, talking about little nothings or whatever you did. Um, and Have it on in the to, car while you're making out. Yeah, there you go. You're listening to Love Bites by Def Leppard yeah. or More Than Words by Extreme, you know. Still Loving You by The Scorpions. <laughs> We played that song live. Yes, we did. In our band in high school. Mm -hmm. uh, actually, Still Loving You was one of the very first ones. Was um, it? It was. Yeah, I guess it was. And this was in 84. Still Loving You was a power ballad. Oh, I see what you're saying. I thought, yeah, I thought you meant it was one of the first ones we learned. Yes, it was one of the first. No, it was one of the first ballads. power ballads. Yes, yeah, this right. was '84, right. and this is just a year after um, "Come On, Feel the Noise" came out. So, "Still Loving You" was a power ballad. So was "Alone Again." By Dawkins. Yeah, that's that album's killer. That's my favorite Dawkins album. What, did you know what they charted at? No. Just guess. Oh, you mean what, for that song? Still Loving You and Alone Again. All right, well, you don't know. 64. I, don't, I never look at that stuff. Yeah, so 64. That They weren't that popular, but they were on the charts. Now, the next one, and this was in 85, uh, Motley Crue, Home Sweet Home. You know I'm a dreamer. So wait a minute. What are you? What are the criteria you're using for this list? Like, how how did you arrive at these? Basically, just the biggest song. Just these are the biggest songs. Oh, okay. So, so um, the, in '85, "Home Sweet Home" by Motley Crue. It it only got up to um, '89, but it was re-released in '91. Did you know that? No. Remember when they were playing the the video on MTV? Yeah, of course. That was '91. Then it charted so at weird. 37. It charted that's, at 37. That's really weird. I didn't know that. I remember, I mean, I had the tape when it came out, so I knew it right away. <laughs> Theater of Pain. So the first big power ballad was Cinderella and these are the guys that they dressed like women yeah, we saw these guys on MTV and we're like what is this what's going on but their songs were cool 
I remember one of my friends saying, oh man, you got to check out Cinderella. These chicks are hot. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, those are guys. So Cinderella comes out with Nobody's Fool, and that got up to number 13. So that's pretty big. That's a great song. So that's kind of telling you, hey, this is a power ballad, and it's going to be popular. Everybody's going to the Nobody's Fool dance down at West Valley Junior High. (laughs) These chicks are hot. And then the next song, this is your favorite, my favorite, When the Children Cry. (laughs) By White Lion, uh, which I think is terrible. Just the lyrics are so stupid. You know these guys had no... Oh, when the children cry. Oh, that'll be no, so beautiful. Come on, seriously. My brother and I used to make fun of the way that guy sings. When the yeah. children cry, dry your crying eyes. Yeah, we totally used to make fun of it. Little child, dry your cry. Number three. It got to number three. That's a big deal. Number three. Number three. Isn't that the one? What's the? There's one of these power ballads. And that was eighty-seven. One of these songs has. I don't remember which one. It's one of the White Lion ones that has the guitar solo is all finger tapping. It's no pick. Little My, fighter. Is that the one? I don't know. Oh, it's one. Of, yeah, there's another one. It's great. That's voice. how he sang that. Little fighter. <laughs> Well, there was one the guitarist was pretty good in the Vito Brada, but the rest of the band is like the songs weren't that great, and the uh, yeah, this guy's voice was super annoying and hilarious. And the next one that came out, "Love Bites" by Def Leppard. Yeah, now finally, now, that was huge. That whole That's, album that, that made it to number one. Oh, that's an amazing song and an amazing record. so huge those guys they didn't have to work a day of their life after that they made so much money off that album it was so huge that there's a tribute band in seattle called hysteria and they are really good the guy even the singer even holds his mic with this with his arm cocked in this certain way like joe elliott used to he'd hold the mic sideways he does all his little physical things yeah my brother and i've seen them two or three times now they're very good Next next one that came out, 
Is This Love by Whitesnake. Mm-hmm. How long had Whitesnake been around? You they mean, finally made it big. Oh, gosh, they've been around since the 70s. This yeah. this was in 87, 87. So, yeah, I mean, they were an old band. He he already had he already had crow's feet under his eyes when this song came out. And he had the young woman up on the car. Tawny Katan. Um, <laughs> and he was probably 45 years old then. Do you know who she was? Who else she dated? Do you know who she was? Yeah, I know who she is. She well, died not yeah, too long ago. Yeah, that's why I um, said it was. Who did she date? She was dating Robin Crosby from Rat at some point. Oh, yes, yes. She yes. was dating like all these rock stars. She dated a string of them. I think she was starting to write a book when she died. I would love to read that book. I don't think it, I don't think she finished it. So, Is This Love got to number two, and then Angel by Aerosmith. Oh, yeah. In 87, that was number three. Was that, that was permanent vacation, right? Yes, it was. Okay. And then everybody's favorite. This got to number one. And I, I don't know why it got to number one. I, well, I get it because it was cheesy and people love cheese. <laughs> Every rose has its thorn by poison. Oh, terrible. We both lie silently still in the dead of the night. Although we both lie close together. Yeah, I mean, come on. Every rose has its thorn. It's just like, you know what, guys? We need to write a big song. And this is what I've come up with. Every rose has its thorn. Oh, dude, that's awesome, dude. Every rose has its thorn. And then every night has its dawn. Just like every night has its dawn. How is that like a rose having a thorn? I don't know, man. It's good. Go with it. Just like every cowboy, just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Oh, Brett, you are a genius. All right, CC, throw a guitar solo on there. So, uh... That was 88 when Every Rose Has Its Thorn come out. And then there was a whole... I mean, th- this is so crazy how this was weighted towards the end of the decade where all of these songs came out. <laughs> but it's what it was. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie to you. This is the way it was. So Ozzy Osbourne and Lita Ford, they had Close My Eyes Forever. That only made it oh, up to number geez. eight. I forgot about I'm that on, At this point, I'm only doing the big songs because... Because oh, okay. there are just so many. Um, oh, my gosh, Yes. All right. There was, I think I looked at 40 songs here. Jeez. When It's Love, Van Halen. And Van Halen was not known for power dogs. So Van Halen had When It's Love from OU812. That made it to number eight. I don't like that album, OU812. I never really did. 
Um, you know what's the least favorite of most of the Van Halen albums, and a lot of it's because of the way they recorded it. A lot of people don't like it. I didn't know anything about recording at the time when I was a kid, but yeah, I just never found... It doesn't have any of the great songs that I love. 5150 is killer, but oh, you wait one too, just uh, didn't do it for me. Bon Jovi, I'll be there for you. <laughs> Number one. <laughs> wow. Cheap Trick, The Flame, number one. Jeez. You were the first, you be the last. Wherever you go, I'll be with you. Whatever you want. Skid Row, I remember I you. I you, And then Warrant with Heaven, number two. Also a decent song. Then there was a bunch of songs. The Ballad of Jane, Love Song, Tesla, Fly High, Michelle, Enough's Enough. Oh, jeez. What did that get up to? That can't... That, that that enough's enough one cannot have been very high on the charts. Uh, no, it wasn't. That was uh, forty seven. <laughs> That's higher than I would have thought. That was not a big hit. Forever by Kiss, number eight. Which, gosh, that was probably one of their biggest songs in years. Yeah, was it? Yeah, not- yeah, it was. Then and now we're getting into eighty nine. That was all eighty eight. Oh, that was eighty eight. Yeah. So eighty nine. Bad English. When I see you smile. Oh, that was a good album. And then. Oh my gosh! This is eighty nine. No, this is ninety, and this is poison again. Now you'll you'll kind of see that I I don't like poison. Yeah, neither of us does. Um, this song is is terrible. Something to believe in. Ah, <laughs> oh, poison. Now I I know that Brett Michaels probably wrote this from his heart because he's talking about his uh one of the bodyguards or whatever. That had died alone in his apartment uh, from drugs and alcohol, and he kind of wrote this song about that, and 
probably about his friend from Vietnam and some other stuff. And just but the lyrics are so bad. Some say he was a good man. Lord, I think he seen. Give me something to believe in. If there's a Lord above. So bad on this song. And if you think, oh, that's terrible, I want to hear more oh, terrible. Yes. I'm raising my hand. Yeah, I really want to hear that. There is a. There, yeah. I mean, if, if you do, okay, after we do this show today, I want you to go back and listen to the six minute acoustic version of this song oh, off the album with totally new lyrics. Well, I'd have to listen to. And they're even worse than that. That means, oh gosh, okay, that means I have to go back and listen to the original first so I could listen to those <laughs> lyrics. Oh, so I have to listen to this song twice? Ah, oh, kill me. Oh my gosh. Why can't I just listen to Tears for Fears more? I was already out of high school at this time, so I didn't go to the something to believe in prom. (laughs) Oh my gosh. We have to ask our friend Russ because he graduated in 90, and I wonder if the prom was called something to believe in. Okay. Um. 1990, I'll Never Let You Go by Steelheart. Uh, this wasn't that big. I don't remember that one. Do you know the song? No, I don't think so. At least not by name. Um, he sings a G sharp in this. Remember it? Oh, yeah. So I... I, <laughs> <laughs> I had to go figure this out. I swear it's the highest note I've heard in it, anybody singing heavy metal. Hmm. G sharp. Is there anyone higher than that? I don't know about power ballads, but uh, Mark Slaughter sings way higher than that. Oh, does he really? Oh, yeah. Both in his own songs and in Vinnie Vincent Invasion. Yeah, he sings way higher, almost an octave higher than that. If you were to play the highest notes on the guitar, that's about where he's up there. He's like a high B. Oh, really? Yeah, like a high B, high C, B. I was playing the B string. Wow. Okay. Well, I'll have to go listen to that. It's on uh, That Time of Year by Vinnie Vincent. Damn Yankees, high enough. Mm. That song was number three. That was terrible. Number three. Terrible. Okay. Well, this that was the name of the the prom at our high school after we left. Really? High enough? enough? No, No, I I was going to say no way. Then we'd have More Than Words Extreme. Mm-hmm. That was a huge song. Yeah. That was number one as well. Yeah, that was a good one. That's your love for me is then, Guns N' Roses, November Rain. When I look into your eyes, I can see love restrained. That only made it to number three. That was a big hit. Yeah. And so this is 91, which is really the tail end of 
of heavy metal. I got a funny story about that song. The video. Remember the video? Yes. Remember the girl who was Axel's love interest? Oh, yeah. Stephanie Seymour. <laughs> the, th- the thing about her was uh, she was a Victoria's Secret model. Uh-huh. And the, got the band were sitting around at one of the rehearsals or whatever and just sitting around looking. And they had a Victoria's Secret catalog there. And Axel was like, oh, man, this chick is hot. I want to meet Again, that's a common phrase in the 80s. He's like, oh, man, who's that? I want to meet her. And so he put his management team to work to track her down and contact her management people and said, hey, Axel, would like to meet you. They'd like to use you in a video maybe if you'd be interested. And they did. So he just was looking at a catalog and found some girl and like, oh, I want to meet her. And it happened. And they ended up getting married for a short time. <laughs> That's kind of funny because in The Office, the TV show The Office, um, Michael, the manager, sees this girl in an office supply magazine doing a chair, <laughs> doing an ad for a chair, and he falls in love with her, and he sends his management out to go find this girl because he's oh, that's completely great. smitten by her. Pam, when I first opened this catalog, I thought I was just going to be picking out a chair. Have you ever seen this woman? Her? Mm. The one in the really great mesh black high back swivel chair? Look at her smile. Those eyes. Look at her eyes. She's got... I don't know what it is exactly. She dresses like a professional, and yet you know there is a side of her that could just curl up on a couch. Or in a great chair. And then it turns out she died. (laughs) She was dead. And so then he went and visited her grave. (laughs) I think I need to give that show its due, because I liked the British one, and I never really watched the American one. But I, I think the American one is funnier than the British one. I mean, the British one wasn't it's, that long. It's different. But. Yeah. I, a lot. So many people have told me that, and I'm like, I just need to go back and watch it. I mean, it's, it's streaming everywhere. I have no excuse. Yeah, and I've, I've watched The Office, I think, all the way through like three times. It's just, it's really a good show. You can't do, I mean, I, I'm, I'm really struggling getting through Newhart. <laughs> You're still watching that. <laughs> Oh, I forgot about that. You haven't, you haven't mentioned it in a long time. <laughs> Explain. Yeah, I'm on season seven, and it's taken me a oh long time. Oh my gosh! Tell tell the people like what you've been watching. You've been watching that. You've been watching. So I watched. I watched chips watched all the all way through. Chips. Um, I'm I. I have been watching all of of the Dukes of Hazard, mm-hmm. but I kind of stopped for a while. But it's still one of my favorite shows of all time. So I'm not having a problem getting through that, but. All of the Dukes of Hazard. I watched all of the Chips. Um, I'm trying to watch all of Newhart. What, what else is it? Is that all of them? No, like we watched. I mean, for a long time we were watching some of the same things we try to watch: Battlestar Galactica, the old one, oh, and there's a terrible one called oh. Battlestar Galactica 1980, which is the worst turd of a show I think I've ever seen. You can see that on it's on uh, Net or uh, it's, uh, YouTube, right? Yeah, it used to be on Netflix, but it's no, I don't think it is oh, anymore. Okay. Yeah, but. Oh man, it's a turd. <laughs> and we watched Sliders too. We, we did the watch. Sliders. Getting back to the um, to the power ballads thing we're talking about. <laughs> this this is the last song. Oh, oh okay. Um, that I want to talk about, and that's "I'll Be uh, to Be With You" by Mr. Big. Mr. Big. Can't 
And that was the number one song. That was huge. That was 91. And that kind of sums up um, all of those songs. It's really weird how it's all weighted. 87, 88, 89, 90, and 91. Well, some of those were bands that had other hits, too. It wasn't only Power Ballads, but... Right. Yeah, like right. Skid Row. Huge. I mean... Yeah, Skid Row had a bunch of hits. I might even put 18 and Life in that Power Ballad. The Power Ballad? Kind of, yeah. Yeah, I was making out in the car with the Jenny to 18 in Life. No, that doesn't work. <laughs> or... or Hey, we're going to uh, we're going to the homecoming dance this weekend. What is it called? Eighteen in life. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But I think it's it's kind of a mellow song. At least it starts off the way. Good good guitar solo too. No, I get it because it is a slow song. But the 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 subject matter <laughs> it's the subject matter is not about love. right. No, it's not. Which which all of these are mostly about love, love and your friend dying in Vietnam. Well, okay. How was that a power ballad? I don't know. All right. Well, I mean, I'm thinking of some other ones. Maybe these are on your list, too. I was thinking of, like, there's a super cheese one by Saigon Kick. Do you remember oh that? Oh, my gosh. That's, yes. that's uh, digging I, deep. I that know. song is, like, one of the best recorded songs of all time, but I think. it's so cheesy. But, yes, it is. Uh, what is the name of that See song? See It In Your Eyes, I think. Something like that. See It In Your Eyes. Super cheesy. Oh my gosh, Saigon Kick. Yeah, Saigon Kick, Hanoi Rocks. They were nothing. We were talking about this the other day. The names are so stupid. Oh, I Hanoi Rocks is they, a cool. They probably name. never, they never even been to Vietnam. Hanoi Rocks is a great band. Do you know any of their stuff? I've heard the album Da Nang <laughs> and Ho Chi Minh Trail. That is not the, their album. Ho Chi Minh Trail. No, they're almost the, like the band. They're almost like post punk. They're not metal at all. They're like no, I know, and that's that's the one where uh, Vince Neil was in the car with Vince Neil, and they, yeah, he died, right? Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. They're a very good band. Okay, well, I think their name's terrible. Fine, I don't agree. But <laughs> I like their and, name. And maybe Saigon maybe one of the guys is from, maybe he's from Hanoi. <laughs> I don't think so. They're British. Anyway, I I think it's a lot of fun. This whole power ballad thing, and one of these songs come on the radio you turn them up anyway don't you well, i mean i don't listen to the radio very much but sometimes i do so the the power ballads were were completely different they they still had big drums and big guitars and a lot of them would put acoustic guitars in and they would have the man with the big blonde hair filled with aquanet blaring at the top of his lungs singing about love and and, and the, I'll be there for you kind of stuff. One thing they did, and this is like a production thing that it was only in the 80s. Like, on a power ballad, they'll have an acoustic guitar, and they'll still plug it into their amp, and they'll record it that way in the session. So the, the, the album, it won't sound like an acoustic guitar. It'll sound like an amped acoustic. It sounds like an... Because they're using the piezo pickups. Yeah, yeah. They're not they're not miking the guitar itself. Like nobody does that now. You plug a, you mic a guitar, you want it to sound like an acoustic guitar. <laughs> like the eighties the eighties power ballads are almost exclude like rat and Dawkin and all that stuff. Acoustic guitar plugged in through the amp. And it doesn't sound like an acoustic guitar anymore. It just sounds like an electric guitar. So today we talked about power ballads and how this was a huge, huge thing in that obviously the late part of the eighties. 
And I think a lot of this was they got girls to really like them. And I think girls probably liked them anyway, like these bands. But it seems like they would probably really like these power ballads. Right. They, I've been reading a book lately that this is kind of mentioned in a little bit. It's, it's called I Want My MTV. And all the bands, with the, the formula, I guess, was that... I haven't finished the book yet. Uh, the formula was that, you know, one of these big rock bands, they wouldn't put the power ballad out first. They'd put out their rocker first, whatever their single was going to be. And then the second single was always the power ballad. Yeah. Because they wanted to hook people in because they wanted to get girls. They didn't want to just attract guys who would like the rockers. They wanted to attract girls with their beautiful songs. And uh, absolutely the record company A&R guys... I guarantee you they always said you guys need to have two power ballads on this album. Ten songs, two of them power ballads. Power ballads sell. If your if your rockin' hits aren't going to sell, the power ballad will. And yep. that's the way they did it. Ten songs, two power ballads, and a lot of hairnet. Yeah, aquanet. Well, a lot of the bands, I think they would see it at the shows. When their power ballad became big, the audience would triple. You know, and it would be way more chicks there, and they were like, "Okay, great, we got to do more songs like that." So it became like a a circular thing where it would kind of build on itself and build momentum. Yeah, just crazy. But I loved them too, and I'm not a girl. Oh, you're not? No, but I loved them because yeah. they were fun, really. Yeah, I loved some of them. I didn't love all of them, but yeah, I like. And I think a lot of it is the the girls liked them, and so I think that I kind of liked them because the girls liked them, and. I wanted to be involved with the girls. I don't remember girls like in Still Loving You, at least no girls that I knew. <laughs> well, okay, come on, that was 85. Yeah, they didn't love Alone Again. 84. They didn't love Alone Again by Dawkins. Or that one song that you liked that no one else knew about except for you, The Price by Twisted Sister. Yeah, great song. 107 on the charts. That doesn't surprise He's me. He's like, oh, you got to put that one in there. That was a good song. What is that? I've never heard of this song. Oh, that's good. It wasn't. It wasn't up. It wasn't one of their huge ones. But I think it was on the same record as uh, "We're Not Going to Take It" and all those. I think it was on "Stay Hungry." You know. And then why did the "Home Sweet Home"? I think is kind of funny. Why did they re-release that? What year did you say that was? Ninety-one. So it came out in eighty-five, but they re-released it in um, ninety-one. Was it on a movie soundtrack or something? Why did they re-release it? I don't know. I don't know. But they did, I mean, they re, they did a whole new video for it. That's weird. And, and they did, uh, the video was footage of them on tour. And I think Vince Neil playing the piano on it. And or maybe Vince was in was the video, it? but Tom, yeah, Tommy, I don't know. I'm Tommy played it quite... on the album. Okay. Maybe that's who it was. I don't know if you remember this, but we talked about Tommy Lee being in ballet, people making fun of him yeah. for it. He also played piano and he used to take lessons, but people made fun of him, so he stopped. But then when he started, he'd bang around. When we started writing this song, he'd start banging around on the piano. He's like, man, I wish I would have stuck with it. That's what everybody says. Yeah. I wish I would have stuck with it. Now when I play piano, I just kind of fake it along <laughs> playing chords and stuff. But. So Home Sweet Home was originally released in 85, and it was 91 on the charts. Excuse me, 89 on the charts. Then they re-released it in 91, and then it got to 37. Mm-hmm. Just a different time. I wonder if... You sure it's not on a soundtrack or something? There's, why would they? No, I'm not sure. Why would they just re-release that song? All things. Maybe because it was. Maybe it shows it was a big thing. Did they have a greatest hits album come out then or something? 
Home Sweet Home is a single, so we founded it. We shot the video ourselves, went on MTV, and the rest is history. All right. MTV and all that stuff existed in 1985. Maybe they didn't do it twice. Maybe they didn't do two videos. Maybe they just did the one video. But the band uncovered a cheat code for the label execs. Motley Crue threatened to take their business elsewhere. Even though the LP was released as the band wanted and Smoking in the Boys' Room did well as the first single, the band was denied financial support to release Home Sweet Home as a single. So we funded it, we shot the video ourselves, went on MTV, and the rest is history. Six said, The track offered fans the opportunity to see Motley Crue from a different perspective. Home Sweet Home had been covered dozens of times, notably by Carrie Underwood, Linkin Park, and Justin Moore, with Neil Guestin, and it's been used in a number of commercials over the years. The band itself released a new recording in 1991 and a retrospective version in 2019 for the movie The Dirt. Hmm. Interesting. So it was a new version in 91. Okay. I guess I'm wrong. Oh, okay. That doesn't usually happen that I'm wrong, but I was there. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got it on tape to capture it for posterity. Well, thanks for joining us as we talk about Power Ballads today. Our next special, we are going to talk about heavy metal from 86 to about 91 when Nirvana came out and blew the whole thing up and everyone stopped listening to heavy metal. In that episode, we're going to talk about some crappy songs that came out, <laughs> some crappy bands that came out that just kind of oversaturated the airwaves with heavy metal and people got sick of it. I didn't get sick of it, but people did, and I'm not the record-buying public. That's I'm just one guy. So I'm I'm a guy, too. I had stopped listening to this stuff by then. Yeah. but So we'll talk about it then. We'll get into it in greater detail. This was super fun. Thanks for bringing the Power Ballad thing. That was hilarious. Cool. All right. Thanks for joining us on Tapeheads. Give us a, drop us a line at tapeheads80 at gmail.com. Uh, let us know what you think about this or if you have some ideas. We will have a Spotify playlist for this episode. Yeah, we are going to have a Spotify playlist. I'm going to put all of these songs on here, and we'll put, add some of the others onto here as well. And um, throw that thing on while you're working from home. And uh, <laughs> everybody's working from home nowadays. Listen to it while you're working from home and have a good time. We're going to do some other um, playlists as well. We might do the heavy metal. We'll make one for the heavy metal. There is one for the heavy metal one. There's one for Guitar Gods. So, yeah, that's where we're putting it. Excellent. Click, in, click through to our... Uh, show notes or episode notes for this and you'll find the link there yeah so if you have spotify you can listen to it if you only have apple music i'm sorry i'm sure there's a way you can listen to spotify for free with commercials uh we appreciate you listening see you next time yeah have fun we had fun today doing this